Welcome to class. My name is Jeff Pelier, and you're listening to HeroClix 201. With this show, I want to dive into details that many players, especially newer ones, may not know. This is a history lesson where you'll learn about game elements that don't come into play very often. Today's episode was recorded on 16th January, 2019. Set Spotlight, where I talk about a specific release and feature noteworthy figures from that set. Unleashed was the first set of 2004 and brought us new DC figures to play with. The main set had 84 REV figures and 13 uniques, including the first figure that I found listed at the Chase Rarity. There were 21 LEs plus a Mayaway LE. Unleashed was the first set to have all of the light green powers. Earthbound Neutralized, Quake, Combat Reflexes, and Exploit Weakness. This set is also the first to have characters from the Kingdom Come story and introduce the Kingdom Come team ability. UN001 is the rookie and very common DEO agent. Her dial numbers were so low, they're not even worth mentioning. Out of four clicks, the last two had support. So why shine a spotlight on her? For 13 points, she had the police team ability and would later be given the police keyword. You might have been lucky enough to have that support work out for you, but mainly she was a point filler there to aid other characters with their ranged attacks. The uncommon experienced Green Lantern was UN-083. This version of Hal Jordan was 125 points for the Justice League team ability, 10 range single target, 8 clicks, and flight. He was later given the keywords Coast City, Green Lantern Corps, and Justice League of America. There was a lot of gray on his dial, with a running shot on the first two clicks and telekinesis on the first six. He had willpower on clicks 1, 2, 3, 7, and 8. He had Barrier instead on clicks 4 through 6. Range Combat Expert was on his first 6 clicks too. He opened with a strong 10-10-18-2 and finished with 7-6-14-2. The veteran Killer Croc, UN-045, would also have been found in an uncommon slot in boosters. I think he was quite a value for 80 points. He had 9 clicks, the swim movement symbol, no range, and the Batman enemy team ability. He later be given the animal, Gotham City, and monster keywords. He had no move or damage powers. He had Blades Claws Fangs on his first three clicks, all with an attack value of 10. The next four clicks were all super strength with a 9 printed attack. His only defense power was toughness, which he had for 8 of his 9 clicks. Killer Croc's first click was 6-10-16-2, and click 9 was 4-7-12-1. There are a lot of good, even great characters in the Unique section. I could probably do an entire episode just on this rarity, but I'm going to hold back and cover one or two. The first is UN-085, Metallo. He had 9 clicks, the Superman enemy team ability, 4 range single target, and would be given the Brute... Metropolis, and Robot keywords. Metallo had a point cost of 149 points. When it came to powers, Metallo was very simple. He had 8 clicks of plasticity, 7 clicks of super strength, and 5 clicks of exploit weakness. 
In the defense slot, he started with two clicks of invulnerability and followed that with toughness the rest of his dial. His opening click was 8-10-16-3 and had 5-6-13-2 on click 9. The next unique is, as far as I can tell, the first figure to be considered to have the chase rarity. This was UN-097 Bat Sentry. It was 67 points for 7 clicks with 6 range single target and the Kingdom Come team ability. It was later given the Future, Gotham City, and Robot keywords. Bat Sentries had 2 clicks of charge followed by 4 clicks of Leap Climb. It also had Incapacitate on clicks 1 through 3 and Toughness on clicks 1 through 5. Bat Sentry started with 8, 10, 15, 2 and finished with 7, 7, 12, 1. Our first LE for this lesson is Shazam, UN-221. Shazam, really Captain Marvel, was another Kingdom Come figure with the related team ability. He had 11 clicks, flight, and no range for 256 points. Unlike the unique version in this set, the LE didn't have an activation click, starting with 12-12-17-5. On click 11, he was down to 8 8 14, 2. His first five clicks had hypersonic speed and exploit weakness. His first three clicks had quake and impervious. After his opening quake, he had three clicks of super strength, two more of quake and another two of super strength, and quake again on his final click. After the impervious clicks, he had three clicks of invulnerability and then toughness the rest of the dial. Finally, he had outwit on clicks six, seven, and eight. He was later given the keywords future, Kid, and Mystical. The last figure I'm covering this time is UN222 Catwoman. She was a mailway LE based on the motion picture that starred Halle Berry. For 50 points, she had two range single target, no team ability, and eight clicks. She had stealth on click one, followed by three clicks of leap climb. There were no attack powers, and she had exploit weakness the first six clicks of her damage track. Defensively, Catwoman has two clicks of willpower, three clicks of super senses, and three clicks of regeneration. Her first click was 9 10 16 2, and click 5 was 6 7 13 1. Clicks 7 and 8 were both 0 0 10 0, with just the regeneration to give her a chance to recover. Catwoman would retroactively be given the animal keyword. There are keywords we all know and use, both named and generic, but what about the other, almost unknown keywords? Let's reach into the keyword cornucopia. The Sentinels of Magic were a team of DC heroes that either used or were powered by magic. They first appeared in the Day of Judgment story in 1999, where they fought the demon-possessed Spectre. As far as I know, this is the only storyline in which the team appeared. Yet, oddly enough, there has been a figure with the Sentinels of Magic keyword as recently as Enchantress in the Harley Quinn and the Gotham Girls set in 2017. The first figure with the keyword was Rare Zatanna in Cosmic Justice. Altogether, there have been nine different characters, totaling 12 different figures, over eight sets. If anything, I'm surprised that a team that existed for one story two decades ago is still existing as a keyword. It's Team Ability Time Capsule. In this segment, I'll talk about an ATA or a team ability that isn't used any longer. The Animal ATA is one of the few ATAs to ever have a generic keyword as a requirement. Requiring, of course, the Animal keyword. 
This ATA granted the following ability, quote, At the beginning of your turn, roll a d6. On a roll of 5 to 6, all characters using this team ability ignore shape change and stealth this turn, end quote. Not only was this universally useful across multiple properties, but a 33% chance to ignore those two powers for only 4 points per character would also have been hard to pass up. The Justice League Dark ATA required the Justice League keyword to use and had a cost of 2 points per character. It read, quote, when a character using this team ability is adjacent to another character using this team ability, opposing characters modify their range by minus two, if not already modified by this effect. Uncopyable. End quote. Not that there wasn't any requirement such as line of fire or within range for the characters with the ADA. If two of your Justice League Dark characters were adjacent, your opponents were minus two on range, period. Now sponsoring. I don't have commercial sponsors, but I'm still going to promote a product or service every episode. This is a business that I like and support, and think you could too. The Michael J. Fox Foundation for Parkinson's Research is dedicated to finding a cure for Parkinson's disease and to make life better for those facing the disease. Parkinson's messes with the central nervous system and can cause a variety of physical and mental symptoms such as rigidity, tremors, and cognitive impairment. One in 100 people over the age of 60 may have Parkinson's, and it has affected people as young as 18. Parkinson's can be lived with, and there are some things that help those who have been diagnosed. While not fatal itself, Parkinson's can be a factor in a person's passing because of effects like lack of motor control leading to accidents. Depending on a variety of factors, a person with Parkinson's can still have a fun and productive life, but can also lead to difficult times. One of my grandfathers had Parkinson's, and it turned an exuberant and vital man into a shell of his former self. Please donate what you can to help stop this disease. You can find the foundation on Facebook or at their website, www.michaeljfox.org. There'll be a link in the show notes. In Map Minutiae, I'm going to cover a specific map or two from the hundreds that have produced over the years. Millennium Puzzle was an indoor map from Month 1 of the Yu-Gi-Oh! Battle of the Millennium Month 2 Organized Play Kit. This was a vexing map for characters that couldn't ignore elevation for movement. There was very little hindering and blocking terrain on the map, but a lot of elevation changes. This indoor battleground had four levels of elevation arranged in a completely non-symmetrical way. As with all the Yu-Gi-Oh! maps, the Millennium Puzzle was never considered modern age. The Battle of the Millennium organized play maps were also single-sided. Speaking of elevation changes, few maps were as frustrating for non-flyers as the outdoor map Ryut from the War of Light Month 6 organized play kit. There was a total of 13 squares of hindering terrain on the entire map, not good for teens requiring it for their stealth. What Ryut did have going for it was six levels of elevation arranged as a mountain with the peak near the center of the map. For characters who ignored elevation for movement or targeting, this was a great map. Four squares of the highest elevation were special terrain where a player using the Black Lantern power battery could place their resource instead of in their starting area. This would have given them a tremendous tactical advantage that couldn't be used in tournament play. 
Battlefield conditions can help your team or hinder your enemy. Of course, that's a double-edged sword. Time to break down some BFC DNA. Antimatter Universe was a Battlefield condition that came with the Crisis set from DC. It simply read, quote, Critical hits do not increase damage dealt, end quote. Note that it doesn't change critical misses. You still would have to take damage for that. Also from Crisis came the High Gravity BFC. It read, quote, Light objects are considered to be heavy objects, and heavy objects are considered to be immobile objects. If a character carries another character during an action, deal the character one damage after the action resolves, end quote. This was given an errata to make it clear that the character that was doing the carrying would take the damage, not the carried character. Since the damage wasn't penetrating or unavoidable, many flyers would just have ignored it due to a damage reducer. What are the things you reach for when you want more than a standard light and heavy objects? From cardboard objects with special abilities to 3D representations, from word balloons to light constructs, this is item inspection. The Trapped Dumpster was a cardboard object with a zero point cost that also came in the Crisis set. This has the red ring of a standard heavy object, but also had the special text. Quote, Continual. When this object is picked up, roll a d6. On a result of 1, deal the character that picked up this object 1 damage immediately after the action resolves, even if the character no longer holds the object. End quote. In many cases, a character with super strength to pick this up would also have a damage reducer, so the trap dumpster was only a conditional threat. In comics, the Suit of Sorrows was armor forged in ancient times to be worn by Azrael, the champion of the Order of St. Dumas. In modern times, it was briefly worn by Batman before he realized that the strength it added came at a mental price. As a Heroclix relic, the Suit of Sorrows was playable on the map as a special object or in the costume slot of the utility belt resource. Either way, it had the same effect, granting super strength and battle fury to the character using it. If played as a special object, it required a relic roll of 4 through 6 to be picked up. For a price, you could add extra powers to your characters if they met certain qualifications. These are the featured feats. Darkness Within was a 15-point feat that came out in the Icon set. It didn't have any prerequisites for a character to be assigned it. The text was a bit wordy. Quote, Choose a character. Optional. Once per turn, immediately before this character makes an attack, deal one pushing damage that ignores willpower and team abilities to target a single friendly character adjacent to the character. This is not an attack. The character gets plus one to its damage value for that attack. The friendly character does not receive an action token for this pushing damage, end quote. Basically, it allowed an adjacent friendly figure to use end power or enhancement if they push, took pushing damage first. This would have been a good way for a friendly figure to move off of an activation click without taking an action or being attacked themselves. Dive Bomb was another feat from Icons. This feat had a cost of 10 points, a prerequisite of flight, and an attack modifier of minus 2. It read, quote, Choose a character. When soaring, the character may make close attacks against grounded characters. End quote. 
Normally, a character using the soaring game mechanic couldn't make a close attack against a grounded character, with a few exceptions. This feat allowed the soaring character to make such an attack, but at a disadvantage to their attack roll. Of course, soaring hasn't existed as a game mechanic for a very long time, so this feat is useless, even in Golden Age games. Time for character creation, where I'll take a character that's never been clicked or should be redone and give them a new dial and card. The Ultra Humanite used to be a big deal, like literally a big deal, as he was an evil scientist who transferred his mind into a large albino gorilla. The Ultra Humanite first appeared in 1939's Action Comics number 13 and has fought Superman and the Justice Society over the decade since. He was first clicked in Unleashed, although his name was spelled incorrectly, missing the hyphen. He was clicked again in Arkham Asylum, but that was over a decade ago. Surprisingly, that dial did a very good job of representing the character, and I think mainly some of the combat values need adjusting. The new Ultra Humanite figure is 175 points instead of 177 to keep him in line with current valuing practices. He has the team player team ability, Indomitable, 6 range single target, 9 clicks of life, and the animal, psychic, and scientist keywords. Ultra Humanite is still going to start off with Mental Might as a move power on his first 6 clicks, but it is updated to say, quote, Ultra Humanite may use mind control on opposing and friendly figures. When he uses it on a friendly figure, he must then counter a power they can use even if they have protection from outwit. End quote. He finishes the move row with three clicks of flurry. In the attack row, he has the special power Dangerous at Any Distance. Quote, Ultra Humanite can use super strength and penetrating psychic blast. End quote. He has this for 5 clicks, followed by 3 clicks of Quake. Defensively, he starts with 2 clicks of Impervious, then 2 clicks of Invulnerability, and finally 3 clicks of Toughness. In his damage slot, he has 6 clicks of Outwit, and ends with 3 clicks of Battle Fury. Ultra Humanite has 9, 10, 18, 4 on his first click, and 8, 10, 16, 2 on his final click. That's it for this time. Thank you for listening. HeroClix 201 is presented by the Podcastcadia Network. Questions or comments? Want to chime in about an upcoming topic? I welcome your feedback. Search for HeroClix 201 on Facebook, where you'll also find a visual companion to the various things I discussed this episode. You can also support the show on Patreon. Special thanks to HC Realms for being an incredible source of information and images. The theme music is Getting It Done by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com and is licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. Next lesson, I'll be talking about Universe. Until then, be good, have fun, play clicks.